Welcome to Tuning In. I'm your host, Catherine Peloso-Smith, and I'm here to talk all things intuitive wellness, natural nutrition, raising the vibe, and reconnecting to your truest self. I'm a practicing holistic nutritionist and spiritual life coach who has completely transformed from feeling ill and disconnected to now living the healthiest, most vibrant life I could have ever imagined. I truly believe that by tuning into your mind, body, and soul as your magical gateway, you too can achieve higher levels of wellness and start living your most nourished life. Are you ready? Let's go. Hello, lovely angels. Welcome to tuning in. Today, I am going to tell you a story. (laughs) And I have been trying to share this story on social media and it's not working. It won't upload on my stories. It's glitching. And typically, I would take that as a sign that It's not meant to be shared, but this is a story that I know needs to get out there, (laughs) not only for myself, but it's just so fascinating, the lesson that comes from this story. And this story is all about what happened to myself and my family the day before we left Costa Rica. So if you haven't been following along, I'll tell you a little bit of a backstory. We have been traveling and we had been in Costa Rica for just under three months, like just under three months. And you are only allowed to be in Costa Rica uh, for a traveler's visa for 90 days. So we were getting ready to come back to Canada and we had the most crazy experience and wild lesson that I may have ever had in regards to traveling in my entire life. So here we go. Here's the story. We are getting ready to pack up all our stuff. We were leaving on a Friday and it was Thursday. And I start, you know, gathering everything together. We were pretty much packed up and ready, but I was getting things together like, you know, the stuff that we would take on the plane with us, our carry-ons and things like that. So I'm going through our backpack and I notice that our passports are not there. I have a black pouch with a strap on it that I keep our passports in, things like our boarding passes, a little bit of cash, just things that we might need while we're in the airport that I can keep around me. It has one of those like sensor things that blocks anybody from stealing your information and that kind of stuff. So I really love this little pack that I got on Amazon. And it's not in the backpack where I normally keep it. And I was like, oh, okay, that's kind of weird. Maybe the kids took it out. Maybe it's, you know, in the safe. (laughs) So I started like looking around our condo and it's nowhere to be seen. So (laughs) I started thinking, okay, where was the last place we had it? And I remember that about three weeks before, we 
took the kids to a resort for Gordy's birthday. <laughs> Sounds kind of weird, but they had a major, what's it called? A like a water park situation going on. And the only way that you could go to this water park is if you stayed a night at the the resort. So we were like, okay, let's just do it. It's actually not that crazy to just stay for one night. Let's do it. It's half an hour away from where we're staying. It'll be so much fun. So we did it. And I remember packing the passports and that kind of stuff with us because I thought it's probably better that we have it on us and not leave it in the condo while we're not there. Turns out when we went to check in at the resort, they did ask us for passport identification. So it was kind of like, oh yeah, obviously (laughs) we would have needed that. So good thing I brought it. And I do remember showing them our passports and everything at our check-in and bringing them up to our room with us. And I put the black case on the, I don't know, I guess the drawers that are underneath the TV, you know, in, in hotel rooms, how they have that little thing. So it was either on that or I put it in the drawer. So <laughs> my memory is like telling me it's got to be in the room or we probably left it in the room. And at this point, we're starting to like, you know, we're stressed about it, Jake and I, but there's a little bit of hope because it's got to be there. So this is where the, the story starts to get a little bit juicier. Because we were leaving the following day, we no longer had any minutes left on our phones. So every time we go to a country for an extended period of time, we will get a, a SIM card for that country. And then we just top up the minutes and the data and that kind of stuff on the phone. So that's what we had been doing But we had both run out a couple days before and we thought, you know what, it's not a big deal. We've got the Wi-Fi at the condo. We're just packing up. There's no big deal about it. Um, So we can use the phone in Wi-Fi for iMessages, for WhatsApp, for, you know, data, things like that. But we can't use it to make phone calls to non-iMessage holders. So when it came time for us to call the resort, we weren't unable to call out. (laughs) So now we're starting to panic a little bit. How are we supposed to get a hold of the resort in enough time? We leave tomorrow, like our car is picking us up at 9 a.m. the next day. We are starting to freak out a little bit. So what we did was we contacted our Airbnb host and they were fantastic. They said, okay, no problem. We're going to reach out to the resort for you and we'll get back to you. So, so much time is going by. And I don't know if this is because we were like so nervous, but it was like just crickets. And we're like, okay, like have you, all you have to do is call them and let us know like what is happening. Finally, they message back and they say that they called and it's busy. So they needed to send an email. So he sent an email with our names and information and the situation and that we would hear back from them. And I immediately thought, that's not good enough. (laughs) Like, 
unless they're going to respond to their emails in the next hour or so, like we need to know, A, are our passports there? B, we need to go and get them somehow. And we also don't have a vehicle anymore because we've given up our rental vehicle at this point. So great. (laughs) So in this moment of stress and like uncertainty and freaking out and imagining all of the worst possibilities, Jake turns to me and says like, okay, let's take a deep breath and just be with what is so. What is so right now? And I'm like, we don't have our passports, period. (laughs) Taking all the story out of it, all of the what might happen, what could happen, you know, all of the imagining the worst situation possible, just take that out and just be with what is so. And just doing that, it just like took so much relief Like it just relieved me of so much of the stress. It was like, we can handle this. No matter what is going to happen, we will just figure it out. We always do. We're going to figure it out. Whatever's meant to happen is meant to happen. And let's just, let's just go with it. (laughs) It fluctuated from everything is going to be okay to holy shit, (laughs) what are we going to do? Like every five minutes. So we were working really hard at just being with what was so, but also, you know, panic would come in (laughs) every, every little bit. So we contacted the, our hosts and we said, you know what, an email's not going to be, it's not good enough right now. Like we actually need to figure this out sooner than later. And they suggested that we just drive there and go and ask in person, we'd probably have a better result that way. So they set us up with a cab because we didn't have a car anymore or a way of contacting a taxi company. So we got a cab, which was amazing. And he was like laughing at our situation and was so super helpful, drove us all the way to the resort. And we get to the resort, to the entrance, and the only way that you can get in to the grounds of the resort is if you have a reservation or you work there, obviously. So it was a little bit of a confrontation at the entrance. And he, the the gentleman at the, the gate was kind of saying, and our driver was amazing because he was able to just speak to him and explain the situation and do the translation. It was absolutely like, it was amazing because I was, I was like, I can't handle this trying to like understand what he's saying in Spanish. This is just too much. And at this point we have both kids and Jake and I in the car, the kids are going crazy, but we figured we all need to be there because they need to see the faces for the passports if they do have them and all of that stuff. So anyways, <laughs> The gentleman at the gate finally was like, okay, I will contact them at the front desk and see what's up. He suggested that we call. He was like, why are you here? Did you not try calling? (laughs) Like, we did try calling. It's not working. They told us an email, all this kind of stuff. So he's like, okay. He goes over to his little office space and is like in there for what feels like forever. It felt like half an hour. We're just like sitting in the taxi like, what is happening? What is going on? 
And finally he comes out and says to our taxi driver in Spanish that they have, there's five passports there that they have. So they need our information to double check the names. And if they're correct, they'll let us in to go and get them. So we're like, okay, we've already told you our names, but okay, here we go again. (laughs) So he contacts them again, calls them back, gives them all our information, all our names and says, okay, they're going to call me back and let me know. So we're sitting there again and like just sitting there waiting and waiting. It feels like we had been at the gate for like an hour. It was probably only like 20 minutes, but it felt like forever. And finally, we get a call back and he gives me like a thumbs up and the taxi driver's like, they've got them. So he lets us in. We are so excited. We're so happy because this was the worst case scenario. Okay. That was, well, this was the best case scenario. The worst case scenario was that they didn't have our passports. Somebody had taken them. We lost them somewhere along the way. What we would have had to do is drive to San Jose. So at this point, we are in the Guanacaste province, which is a little bit more north, closer to the Liberia airport than the San Jose airport. We would have had to drive all the way to the capital, to San Jose, meet with the Canadian consulate, get new passports, and then drive all the way back up to where we were staying and catch our flight which would have been impossible. So we probably would have to cancel our flight in Liberia, book a new flight from San Jose, pack all our stuff up, go out there. And the fact that we only have 90 days to be in this country without renewing our visa, we might have come into some issues with getting a flight that was before the 90 days. Because at this point, it was probably like 88 days. (laughs) Like we were just like on the, we were cutting it very close. So all of these things that were coming up that would have been just a huge headache for us. But just trying to be with what was so in the moment and having faith that everything's going to be okay and that everything's going to work out the way it needs to work out kind of kept us going and seeing a little bit of humor in it as well. Because looking back now, it's like, that was so crazy, but so funny. (laughs) So funny. So we get through the gate. We go up to the front desk area. And of course, it's like 3.30 in the afternoon, which is check-in time. (laughs) So there's just lineups of people. The lines are not moving. It's taking forever to check people in. The kids are running around the resort, play fighting, you know, knocking things over. And we were standing in line for so long. And eventually I was just like, Jake, just go up to the front and be like, we're here to pick up our passports. We're not here to check in. We just need to grab them and get out of here. We got a flight to get. So he does that. People are a little bit upset in the lineup because they've been waiting so long. But we tried to explain our situation and it was all good. So... She comes over and I'm wondering, like, are they just the passports themselves? Because that's what it sounded like when they said they have them. Or is my whole pouch there? Because the pouch, like the black case, also had other things in it as well. It had some cash. It had some, it had our SIM cards for our Canadian phones, you know, just things that were important to us as well. So 
she comes over with this big envelope and it's thick. <laughs> so I know that the black case is in there. And I was like, hallelujah. <laughs> like, I was so happy. And we got our passports back. And yeah, we get back in our taxi and we drive back home. And that was the wild experience that we had. Now, looking back, I remember thinking like, why didn't anybody contact us? You know, like when they found it, they knew my email because we booked the room. Like they could have emailed me, let me know, hey, we found this pouch with all this stuff in it. You want to come and get it or, (laughs) you know, something. But nobody said anything. And it was like, we were leaving, like our flight was May 26th. And we had gone to the resort May 3rd. (laughs) So there's a lot of time in between that, I mean, we didn't need our passwords for anything else. So obviously didn't realize that we didn't have them with us and we were rushing to check out and all that kind of stuff. So It was a very likely situation that we forgot something. It's one of those things. It's just that's life in Costa Rica, man. It's like they there's just no real sense of urgency. And they're like, well, you know, if they need them, if they need the passports, they'll come and get them. It's not a big deal, right? It's all good. Pura vida. (laughs) So anyways, we got them. We are so happy, so grateful that it worked out that way. We can still catch our flight the next morning. All is well. Now, (laughs) if you're still with me, if you're still listening to this story, that's the story. However, there's something so much bigger at play here that I realized and that I felt so connected to. So listen to this little tidbit that goes even deeper than just the fact that, you know, we lost our passports, blah, blah, blah. Now, the past week, I had been seeing, if you were following me on social media and things like that, I was talking about how I was seeing the number 555 over and over and over, like multiple times a day, whether it was the time, whether it was on my phone, whether it was like license plates, it was just like in my face constantly. And that number represents like the angelic numbers of, you know, represents change and transformation and transition and like travel and like all of these different things and trusting. And so seeing that number and looking back at that situation It was almost like somebody was or some people were sending me a message trying to like tell me like something's going on, but everything's going to be okay. Everything's going to be okay. You know, like trust, trust, like lean into this, but that there's something going on (laughs) that you need to pay attention to here. And the numbers were so impactful throughout this whole situation because as soon as this happened and we were sitting in that taxi for like a half hour drive just sitting there and my mind is just racing all I could think about was these numbers these numbers these numbers and I look over at the driver and he has his driver license number like taxi cab number posted on the windshield and 
guess what his number was? <laughs> it wasn't 555, but <laughs> it was 111888, which is also very much like trust your intuition. You're being guided. Everything is going to be okay. And as soon as I saw that, I was like, we're fine. We're fine. It's going to be okay. We're going to get our passports or we're not, but whatever is meant to be is going to be. And there's a lesson in all of this. And looking back again, thinking about the 555 numbers and all of that, like I have not seen that number since, maybe once or something like that, but it it's not as predominant. And that whole situation and that experience that we had with these passports, looking back at it now, it's like, that was a lesson. And I think we passed. <laughs> I think we passed. It was a lesson of surrendering to what is meant to be will be and just being with what is so. And working at not getting lost in the stress of it all and just allowing us to, you know, know that we are protected, that we are safe, that everything is working in our best interest, in our higher good. And I remember thinking too, like, and I think I said this to Jake, that, you know, if we don't get our passports and we don't make that flight tomorrow, maybe there's a reason for that. Maybe you know, we're not meant to get on that airplane for whatever reason. And we have to trust that we're being guided in the direction that we need to go in. And this whole situation just felt like a lesson that it was like, okay, you pass. You may now pass, go. <laughs> and we we were able to get on our flight and come back to Canada. And I just like, wanted to share this story so much because I know that we all experience days like this. We all experience events like this in our lives. And sometimes we're just, we don't take it for what it truly could be or what it truly is. And really, maybe I'm dissecting it too much, but there are things like this that are lessons in our life that show up all the time. And the information that we can gather from that to continue to level up, to continue to improve on who we are as human beings and going through this human experience that we're having, it's like, what, what a gift to be gifted these types of situations, these challenges that we face that come into our life that push us to be better people. Like this situation really got Jake and I aligned and on the same level and supporting each other and, you know, doing what we needed to do as a family. And it's situations like this that really help us grow, that help us to become the people that we, that we want to be. And it's just great to see it as a gift as opposed to, holy shit, you know, the world is always, you know, coming down on me or why does this stuff always happen to me and having that negative view. And, you know, it could have got really, really dark. 
Like there was a little bit of stress and a little bit of panic in there, but it was mostly trust and it was mostly surrender to what was meant to be was meant to be. And it's just such a great lesson to to take with you. And I want you to see that in the next time you have a type of experience like that where you're where shit hits the fan and you're like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? You know, it's just sit with what is so. What is really happening in this moment? Forget about the story, forget about the predicting, forget about, you know, oh, what you what I could have done differently. All that kind of stuff is just fluff that doesn't really matter. It's all make believe. So sitting with what is so creates a space of groundedness and it opens up more possibility to actually see clearly and come up with a solution that that works that like makes sense without story without all the extra emotion in it and it's okay to be emotional it's okay to be upset but at some point we have to let it go for a minute and just just be with what is so so <laughs> that is the story of the crazy thing that happened to us the day before we left for Costa Rica and we survived it and we're here and we're so lucky and grateful for that whole experience. And thank you so much for listening. (laughs) I'm glad I finally got the story out and was able to share it and see how long the story is. I wanted to share it and give it like all that it was worth (laughs) and social media was just not doing that. So Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. I so appreciate you all for being here and sharing this time with me. I am so, so, so grateful for you always. Don't forget to love yourself today and always and every day. And just have yourself a beautiful rest of your day. We'll talk soon. Bye.